the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And it's heading into the weekend. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, we talked, I guess, uh, yesterday, uh, maybe the day before, with our great Woody Woodrum. Um, and uh, just I uh, was thinking of him, uh, so many of our listeners on the radio show in uh, San Diego. Hopefully a gorgeous weekend and people can get out and uh, relax. Uh, we will talk in a few moments with two great guests. Uh, first, we will visit uh, with the author and professor from Arizona State, Don Critchlow. He's written a series of bo- He's written a bunch of books. And the last one is about some of the worst liberators, quote unquote, who became um, ideological monsters, including Khomeini and uh, and Mao and um, I think Lenin is in there. And and Critchlow, Don Critchlow, is very good uh, on communication, on how people uh, communicate, um, and maybe maybe say it better um, how communication leads into political movements. Um, I first became aware of him when he wrote a lengthy book on Phyllis Schlafly, my old boss, and how she organized uh, folks and and made that made things work together. So uh, we will talk with him, and then we'll actually talk about uh, talk with Stan Casasio, our friend uh, of the Pennsylvania Phyllis Schlafly. The Eagles, uh, who I work with, who's on the ground, kind of putting together a grassroots movement, and he's actually got a big event coming up on April 8th, 8th so we'll talk with him. Uh, but what you need to know today, I, I've been thinking about this um, for a while, getting ready for the show, and, and let me walk you through how I got to this, uh, what you need to know today, because what you need to know today is, it, it, is this simple question, where do you go if no one will tell you the truth? Where do you go if no one will tell you the truth? And what made me think of this was late last night, I got an, uh, a, a text from General Flynn, Mike Flynn, texting me an essay he wrote that was one in, running in Western Journal. Now, Western Journal is a very good website uh, that's run by Floyd Brown, uh, the longtime conservative activist and leader. And, um, and so, but here's the thing. General Flynn had posted that on the website, Western Journal, and I just hadn't seen it yet. And I hadn't found it. And it's about what could happen. Remember, I've been asking our people, uh, our guests and others, what, do we, what, what are the possibilities? What's a path out of this near world war? And that's what General Flynn did. And I'll put it up on social media. Um, and, but my point is, I texted it back to General Flynn and I said, hey, this is really good. This is really helpful. You, you need to circulate this more. We need to find a way to get that out to more people. You know, he's got a big email list. I think he was sending it to it today, sending it to people to sending that essay to people today. But, you know, if you don't have the um, the way to get the word out, you, you, you can't spread the word. And so where do you go when no one will tell you the truth? You know, Tucker Carlson is the only hour in 24 hours on Fox News that isn't preoccupied with the, the drums of war. Certainly CNN and everybody else is. And again, it's certainly not as simple as white hat versus black hat, meaning, you know, Zelensky is the white hat and Putin's the black hat. It's, but it's certainly, I mean, there's, 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 how about this? There's room to blame on all sides, but I just don't know if we have saints on one side and, and only sinners on the other. But more importantly, where do you go to find this out? Where do you go to understand what's possible? 
because it feels like, and I think it really is, uh, a information war. The, the, as someone said on Twitter, every single aspect that's been reported of the conflict, the war, has been in favor of the Ukrainians and against the, 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 the Russians. The Russians are having trouble with this. The Russians are having trouble with that. Uh, the Ukrainians are fighting like this, fighting like that. And I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying it's odd. And I, what the point, I think it was Cernovich on Twitter said, you know, at a certain point, you tell me all the bad guys are on one side. Soros is on the side of Ukraine. The EU's on the side of Ukraine. NATO, no, not the bad guys, but you know what I mean. The world, the, the globalists. And yet we're told that they're perfect. And so anyway, Cernovich, that was Cernovich's point. But my point is this, is what are we going to do going forward? And what, you know, what can we do to find the truth and find reliable voices? And I'm brought back to a point that Joe Johnston made on this program about two or three months ago, where Joe Johnston said, apropos uh, the question of what do we do now when we have, this is before the war. And he said, the thing we need is leaders. We need people who will lead. And so my thought is, is it possible that there will be some leaders that rise up and, and, and that will be the ones sort of communicating and giving us what's happening and giving us a vision? And then I recalled that right now, Donald Trump, because he's unpopular with the powers that be, He's not on any of the social media. He's not any of the cable. When he does a big speech, it's not covered. I, I was speaking with a PR guy, a guy who I trust his judgment. He's an expert on public relations. And he was saying that in 2024, if Trump runs, and he thinks he will, he said he will not run with the help of the media. Meaning in 2016, Donald Trump had every media station put on every speech. You may remember it. CNN loved it because people wanted to see it. And now they know, first of all, I think they know he's effective. And so they won't do that. So what happens when the powers that be, big tech, big media, and big government, can control who we get to see? I think we know. I think we know. And so it's almost like we're in this spiral where, you know, we watched as they did it to Trump. They took Trump off of Twitter and Facebook and stopped letting him be on media. And then in the pandemic, they did it to anyone who was against the status quo, the sort of vision of the, of the people in charge. And now they're doing it under the guise of war, which is real. I'm not saying it's not real. And when you see the images of people dying, you have to be stunned and devastated. But, you know, there's a rush now to use the International Criminal Court to indict all these war crime people. On one side, you have the Ukrainians saying that they'll execute Russian soldiers if they catch them. On the other side, you have the accusation. And by the way, it's an accusation. I don't think the Ukrainians have said that. I think it's alleged. On the other side, you have an accusation that the Russians uh, were attacking a nuclear power plant in a way that would cause, I don't know, cause a, a meltdown. And that turned out to be a, a, a false report. But the point here is, who, who do you believe and how do you believe them? How do you get to the truth? And, and what do we do about it? And it's a real problem. And, and so back to my point right now, it, it, go through that progression again. We have now, no, we know now that starting in 2016, the powers that be pushed a narrative, Russia hoax, that was detrimental, if not devastating, to the U.S. government, the presidency. Then we know that in 2020, the Hunter Biden 
laptop was suppressed because it was called Russian Russian disinformation by 55 um, retired intelligence community folks, and that was turned out to be false. And then the January 6th mess was used to take Trump off of social media, sitting president, and now all the, the powers that be in the media don't put him on TV as much, if at all, except in clips that they decide. And then we're watching the pandemic where people were silenced for stuff that is now proven true. I mean, people were silenced for stuff that is now proven to be true. They were just silenced. They were taken off of Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else. If they disagreed with the status quo, excuse me, if they disagreed with the powers that be, not the status quo, sorry. Uh, if they disagree, second time I did that. They disagree with the, they disagree with the powers that be, the party line, then they would be silenced. And now we're watching the same thing happen with this war, where if you disagree with the party line, if you're outside of the narrative they're selling, you're going to be reviewed as a stooge for Russia or a stooge for Putin, Putin, or worse, you know, you're going to be called a Nazi or going to be called a uh, whatever. And again, you read, you read Mike General Flynn's um, uh, piece and say to yourself, why can't I see more of that? And where can I see more of that? And here's what I'll finish with. For most of the country, they are watching or going to places that they don't even know they're only seeing part of the story. So if you go to Fox News, you don't even know that you're being how, – how dramatically you're being shaped and shepherded in a direction. Same thing with CNN, MSNBC, certainly big tech. And so the question becomes, wh where do you go when you can't get the truth? And then what's going to happen when we have a nation and, and a series of nations – that are led by and dominated by people who control what we know. You know, it's, it would be easier, not, not better, and it wouldn't be easier, but it would be simpler, under, more understandable if I said to you that China controls the regime, controls all the information, therefore it controls what people know. And you'd say, oh, I could see that, they're communist. Here in America, we're told that people are allowed to you know, find out what, have free speech and find out what they believe and the truth, and yet dramatically, we're being shaped in what we can know and what we can understand. What you need to know is, where do you go when no one will tell you the truth? It may be the hardest question out there and the most important thing that's happened in, in maybe in history. You know, after the, uh, the, the, the um, printing press came out, there was a mess for a while until people figured out ways to sort of verify what was being written and things. You know, there's a lot of fake stuff printed. I don't know. It's a mess. We've got to take a break. We'll come back and talk with Don Critchlow, a professor, and we will also visit and get an update about what is happening in uh, Pennsylvania. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our next guest is Don Critchlow. And uh, Don Critchlow, I've known for a while. He worked closely uh, with the late Phyllis Schlafly when she was uh, in Missouri. When she, when she, when he, when Don Critchlow was in Missouri. And uh, the thing, Don, that I have to tell you is, I, I often talk about your book about uh, Phyllis Schlafly and organizing and all. But um, in the last couple of weeks, your book in my head has been the book you wrote called "Revolutionary Monsters: Five Men Who Turned Liberation into Tyranny." And it seems like a time where you're, there's quite a bit to talk about. So first of all, uh, welcome, Don. How are you? Well, thank you. Uh, and uh, good talking with you again, Ed. 
And I should remind you, I sorry, I, I just truncated my introduction. Uh, Don is a professor now uh, at Arizona State University. He was at St. Louis University for some years, and uh, and he is over at Arizona State University there. So, okay, um, uh, Don, before we get to uh, to um, uh, the world affairs, um, may I ask you? Did you get to see Mrs. America and all the coverage of Phyllis Schlafly that was on TV, the Hulu series? I don't know if I've talked to you since. It's been a while ago, but did you see that like, when it came out? Yes, I did. And uh, many people asked me about the uh, accuracy of it, Yeah. Uh, to which I replied it was uh, highly inaccurate. They really didn't capture uh, Phyllis Schlafly uh, and the, the relationship uh, that was portrayed in Mrs. America with uh, between uh, Fred Shafley, her husband and her was just simply uh, outrageous. Uh, they had a very good relationship and that uh, they misportrayed the whole fight over the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, and uh, they made uh, Phyllis Schlafly this kind of nutcase that was mean. And uh, anyone who knew uh, Phyllis Schlafly understood that uh, she was a fighter, but she was also quite uh, charming. And that's how she was able to organize a massive movement coming from uh, the grassroots against uh, the Equal Rights Amendment, which was going to open the, uh, the door for all kinds of insidious things, which we're now seeing uh, being implemented uh, uh, in the last few years, even though ERA was defeated. Yeah. Uh, again, we're talking with uh, Don Critchlow and uh, on Twitter at Don Critchlow. Also, I should say his uh, he, he occupies the Katzen family chair at Arizona State University uh, and um, author of many books. We'll talk about them. So, um, Don, I had your email. I had your one of your te- one of your tweets forwarded to me by one of our Eagles. Who, of course, we all know in the Eagle Atlanta Phyllis Lap Eagles. We know Don Critchlow because he's written and was close, friendly with Phyllis and written about Phyllis. But um, so they forwarded it to me, and that one was about um, uh, about Vladimir Putin. And and, uh, and I, I so I wanted to ask you as you turn. I mean, you again, you wrote a book on uh, revolutionary monsters, as it's called, uh, about the you know um, uh, about um, what happens when liberation turns into tyranny. Um, but what is your sense right now when you're looking across the globe of where we are, what you think? Well, give me some of your thoughts. Yes, I think we're uh, we now find ourselves in a world of disorder uh, that we haven't seen since the end of the uh, Cold War. And unfortunately, we're being led uh, both in America, Canada, and much of Europe by hollow men who are just pursuing narrow uh, political agendas. So uh, we've seen a, and and for many of us, uh, for many Americans, we see now uh, what the what uh, monsters on the world stage could be, and that is uh, Putin in this case. What's going on in Ukraine? The uh, wanton destruction of uh, the Ukraine by the Russian military is uh, shocking and uh, has left me quite uh, distraught about where we're heading in our uh, in our world. And then meanwhile, we see what's uh, the destruction going on in our own country internally. I think Phyllis Schlafly uh, yeah. would be, it must be uh, crying in, uh, in heaven to see yeah. what's, what's happening today. So, Don, one of the things I want to ask you, because when I read your book on Phyllis uh, and you'll remind me of the title because it's not I can't find it in front of me. I have I have your other book in front of me. So it's here um, on my messy desk. But, um, Don, when I think of you, I think of someone who's observed academically um, 
information and understanding how people moved others politically or failed to. If you, if you even your, your book that I'm, I am looking at revolutionary monsters, five men who turned liberation into tyranny, the key and the, to key, the key to the key to the key in this to me is where you say these five Lenin, Mao, Castro, Mugabe, Khomeini uh, turned liberation into tyranny, meaning they went from one thing. Okay. We're going to liberate to tyranny and, and watching the world. Now I want to ask you about this. How can we know substantially what's happening? In other words, I mean, it feels like, it, and I, I'm, this is not a good way to be. It's like when you, you, you don't want to believe that you can't see that, find the truth, but you can't know what's actually a lie and spin. And, um, and, 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 and again, I know this is political and I'm sorry, it's a little bit of a, a soliloquy, but you know, five days or seven days before the last election in 2020, 55 members of the intelligence community all retired, but big names signed a letter saying, Oh, Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. That was a right. lie. And now we're told we must believe that Zelensky overnight did a short video. I believe Zelensky is beleaguered and I believe that there's real death and destruction. But it turns out the video he had last night or in the last 24 hours wasn't quite true. I mean, we're living in a world where nothing seems true. Yeah, well, uh, I think one of the uh, great uh, tragedies in our democracy is the failure of mainstream uh, media to really report the news and at this, well, instead of perpetuating uh, propaganda, the whole uh, Trump hoax and, uh, and COVID and, and many other things. Uh, so we can't trust the press. And so what this has allowed is, uh, is, is kind of the emergence of uh, conspiracy theories and basically uh, just a, a very deep distrust of any news source and any uh, any of our uh, leaders, we should know that uh, we should believe that there's a wholesale destruction of a of a people uh, civilians in the Ukraine. Right. But other than this, uh, we we don't uh, we don't have confidence in what we're uh, being uh, being told. So I see on Twitter, for example, that uh, that somehow Biden. Uh, uh, encourage this invasion, uh, and uh, that it was kind of a cover up for uh, COVID, which he's backtracking on. I mean, the two events are not related, but the people and many people I've seen on Twitter accept this. Uh, they're the two separate events. I think uh, Biden should get a lot of blame for both issues, but it gives rise to. Uh, uh, to conspiracy theories when we cannot trust our press and we don't have uh, accurate reporting and it's just uh, kind of propaganda. So in a war, both, uh, you know, the Ukraine, Ukrainians and uh, Russians are going to put out their propaganda. You know, we see Putin saying that he's going to denoxify uh, the Ukraine and he's called he's declaring himself uh, a liberator. So uh, and they're going to put out uh, videos and propaganda suggesting that. So we're always aware of uh, propaganda. I mean, that's that's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what we but there's a difference between propaganda and the news. And unfortunately, mainstream news has just become uh, propagandistic and, uh, and that undermines our democracy. 
We're talking with uh, uh, Don Critchlow. And again, uh, Don Critchlow is over at Arizona State University. He's the Katzen family chair there. And, uh, and, and a, a different one of your books, Don, which I also have, and I, I do have it in front of me, is called In Defense of Populism, Protest at American Democracy. And my question on this front is, um, if you can't get the truth and you're sort of lurching around to try to find what you believe in, and, you, and, and so now you watch the truckers in, in Canada, I think they were, I, I'm being serious. I think the truckers in Canada were about the mandate, the vaccine mandate of truckers who couldn't work and going back and forth to Canada. We got truckers coming to, to Washington, D.C., I think, across the country. I'm not sure what their beef is because it's not clear that there's a the, the, it's not clear what they're doing. And I mean, the media is not covering them. And I guess the populist movement right now in this in this country is as hot as it's ever been. I've, I've never seen it quite like it is. It's 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 frothed up on all sides. Uh, but. Where does it go? And and my my, you know, connecting your two books, sometimes people will follow a monster because they just want somebody to be in charge and somebody to have an answer. Yes, that's exactly what happens when you get uh, uh, populist uh, movements. So right now, uh, popular we're seeing grassroots uh, mobilization, especially on the uh, on the local level. Around the uh, schools, we're seeing uh, populist outbursts in in, uh, in a number of ways. Uh, right now, it doesn't have uh, leadership and it doesn't have uh, organization, a single organization or even multiple organizations. So it's, a, uh, it's an expression of deep discontent. I think everyone I talk to, even my uh, students who I would consider woke, believe that America is not headed in the uh, right country. I usually don't ask uh, polling of students, uh, but the other day I asked uh, a class of about 40 students if anyone, if people thought we were headed in the right uh, direction and not a single student uh, raised their hand saying that we were headed in the right direction. So we're living in a world of disorder and a world of great uh, anxiety. And so that could take uh, various uh, political uh, turns, be captured by the uh, the left in in a kind of uh, and a tyrant, as we've seen, as I showed in revolutionary uh, monsters. Uh, Don, last uh, re- re- question on uh, responding sort of to that is, um, but what are the options going forward? I mean, you mentioned earlier that you, you said hollow men about our leaders. And, 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 and then we talked about the propaganda in the media. And I thought to myself, you know, could we have a leader who people would look up and say he or she is telling us the truth? Could they find a way to tell the truth, you know, sort of outside of having to be on CNN? I I spoke to someone who told me he thought Trump would run for reelection in 2024. And this guy said, but the media won't help him. And meaning in the in the last time he ran, Trump got all that free publicity. Every time he was on, they put him on TV and, and everybody put him on. All the stations covered every speech. But so so forget forget necessarily about who it is. What what are the options? Because we're going to have what the Republicans take the House and maybe the Senate. It looks like it would almost if if everything is some somewhat normal, that's almost inevitable. But then what? I mean, I'm not sure you have any, you know, full men versus hollow men or hollow leaders that will uh, lead the moment we're in. Yeah, well, I think the uh, first of all, I think we need to win uh, 2022 to put a little to put a break on 
on the Biden administration. Uh, I'm in Arizona. We really need to uh, control our own border. Uh, sex traffickers and drug uh, uh, drug dealers uh, and and hundreds of thousands of people are spilling across our border. So if the Republicans uh, can take the House, maybe they could do something about this. So we need to fight uh, the local fight uh, uh, on one hand. But when I was talking about hollow political leaders, I mean, we have uh, now leadership that has no understanding of uh, kind of a geopolitical uh, strategy. What are we going to do uh, probably after the Ukraine falls? Uh, and uh, we need to think about uh, Finland, Sweden being uh, being uh, attacked. Uh, the, the Russians are already moving into the northern Arctic areas of Finland. And we need to begin to address what our relationship with uh, China is. Instead, mm-hmm. we have political leaders in, uh, in our own country, Biden, Harris, uh, Johnson, unfortunately, in Britain, and others who, uh, who are just uh, thinking re-election and political agendas. Yeah. And they're not surrounded by people who begin to, uh, who are thinking in longer terms. So we have a crisis in Ukraine. But what happens after Ukraine? What's our overall uh, strategy? So yeah. we need to win the election, but we also need to uh, begin to think in larger geopolitical uh, ways. All right. Don Critchlow, his book, his most recent book from uh, came out last fall. Uh, Regnery uh, Press put it out. It's Revolutionary Monsters, Five Men Who Turned Liberation into Tyranny. Pretty timely for this time, uh, uh, what we're seeing. So thanks for the time, Don. Yeah, so good talking with you again, Ed. You take okay. care. Thank you. Thanks very much. We'll take a break, everybody. I'll put up on social media Don's books, uh, uh, that one I just mentioned, and also the one on populism. And uh, also, I think I put up Phyllis's often, so uh, we'll do that. All right, everyone, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Our old friend Stan Casasio, Stan Casasio of Philadelphia, PA. He is a businessman and uh, investor, a man about town. He's just on his way back. He told me off the air from Florida where he's down playing some golf and uh, checking out on, I'm sure, checking in on President Trump. And of course, he's also the head of the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Pennsylvania chapter uh, up there, taking over from Ned Pfeiffer, our old friend who's done so much. So first of all, Stan, welcome back. And, and I, I being serious for a second, contrast, compare and contrast the uh, leadership of Florida, especially the governor and the leadership of Pennsylvania and on the pandemic and everything else. It really is uh, kind of night and day, isn't it? Yeah, I, I must tell you, Ed, people are genuinely so happy in Florida. I mean, the only miserable people that I see down there <laughs> are people that are from liberal states like New York. In fact, there's a T-shirt going on out there that I saw a lot of is don't New York my Florida a T-shirt, <laughs> which is, which a- is, and there's so much truth to it. In, in uh, Montgomery County, where I am, we have don't Philadelphia Montgomery County. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right, right. So, Stan, I don't know if you saw this. And I, I know I know you really were with your family and you did a bunch of stuff. But uh, in the last a few four or five days out of Wisconsin came facts I don't think the facts are in dispute. I know there hasn't yet been a legal case, but there are facts on the ground in Wisconsin that say some of the Zuckerbucks, the millions of dollars that Zuckerberg sent in through nonprofits and some other things give people real pause 
that the integrity of the 2020 election wasn't right. Now, I mean, you know, we've all sort of been conditioned. If you talk too much about 2020, you're, you're you know, you're, you're put in, you're lumped in with the kind of conspiracy theories. But being serious, you know, when you say don't Philadelphia, Montgomery County, a lot of the concerns that people had about Pennsylvania and about the votes had to do with the tradition of recognizing that there were things going on in, say, Philadelphia in that election district and now other places that made you nervous. Did we ever really get to the bottom of it, Stan, in Pennsylvania? Do you can we and will we ever? Well, here's the frustrating thing. You know, Doug Mastriano, Senator Mastriano, had hearings in uh, in Gettysburg uh, it, it, about the audit to have a forensic audit of Pennsylvania's vote, which has never been done. In fact, as you know, there has never been a court case in which the actual facts have shown up. Now, I know for sure in, in Montgomery County, because I was uh, hotly involved in Montgomery County, uh, I'm still looking for the guy that was 125 years old who voted in Montgomery County, because that was the oldest person that voted in Montgomery County. Right. Uh, right we exactly. also know we did uh, uh, Kathy Barnett, who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania, actually canvassed uh, 400 400 and some homes, along with audit the vote people of Pennsylvania. And those people talked about, hey, these people don't live here. So we know that fraudulently what happened, the registration rolls were built up so that they could elicit and send out thousands and thousands and thousands of mail-in ballots. And then there was no accountability to these votes being uh, authenticated at all. Zero, nada. And we have a Pennsylvania Supreme Court that is about as partisan as you can get it. They truly operate a two-tier justice system. And it's despicable that the control of the House and Senate in Pennsylvania, there are a number of key rhino Republicans that just really uh, just get under my skin because they have no cuts, no guts and no courage whatsoever. And, and that's where we are in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, we're, we're getting turned around. Yeah. Well, we're talking to Stan Casasio. That's what I want to ask you about next, because Stan, again, I mentioned Stan Casasio. He's been on before. He hosts his own radio show up in uh, in, in Philadelphia area and, and has been a, a businessman and all. But Stan, you and I would know and we both know in our in our extended families and our in our lives, folks who grew up Democrats. You know, your family is uh, Italian-American. I get mostly Irish-American in my family. And, yeah, these people that had come up in the in the, in the party that got them out of, of some tough times was the Democrats. And then over time, the parties left them. And we could talk about that another time. But right now, in, in a state like Pennsylvania, which is close to a swing state anyway, it, it is the debacle that is the Afghanistan withdrawal, the economy, uh, all these, the, the Biden administration. Do you re, I mean, can you are we seeing a swing that's different than just, a, 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 you know, kind of back and forth? Is it do you think it could be a real realignment? I really do. And, and because I think what's happened with everything, with the COVID and everything, especially with the school boards, yeah. people have now actually got re-engaged and say, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. I didn't think I was voting for that. I didn't think I was voting for $5 a gallon gas tax, a gasoline cost. Uh, so, yeah. And, and there's and, and I, I tell you, I was with a couple of um, my dear friends who are you know Democrats down there, and we talked about the lack of strategic thinking by this administration. It's almost like I want to send them a book on history so that they know what the hell's going to happen in the future. Because, <laughs> uh, because when you talk about strategic thinking, 
Trump was doing that with Pompeo was very good at it. He recognized that energy independent put us in a tremendous superpower position and then increasing our military gave us the two things that these these uh, tyrants and thugs understand, economic power and military prowess. And without that, they know that they can't do it. And that's why you didn't see a darn one of these people acting against uh, when Trump was in, uh, in the presidency, acting against that. And Trump was so smart. He was calling Putin smart. How smart right. he is. And Putin, being an egomaniac that he is, even more so than, uh, you know, was eating it up. And, and, you know, Trump knows how to play these guys because he's dealt with thugs in New York, the mob. He's dealt with the the corrupt Democrat politicians up there. And he knew how to manipulate those people. So, uh, you know, this is why Trump was so effective. And people forget that. Yeah, no, it is. Don't a, understand what he was trying to do. Well, and you know, a state like Pennsylvania, you can say it's upstate from you, you know, and out and out into the west, uh, where fracking was big, and then of course when Biden comes in, it disappears. But that's the whole that affects the whole economy of Pennsylvania, and as you point out, it affects the whole nation. If you're energy independent, you, you don't have to rely on the Saudis, who aren't always our our friends in terms of values. You don't have to rely on the Russians. You don't have to rely on anybody. You can actually be the ones that they have to rely on. So, um, Stan Casasio is our guest, and Stan is up in Philadelphia. He's the head of the Phyllis Schlafly. Eagles of Pennsylvania. Stan, I, one of the reasons I jumped to get you on the phone early is because just about a month from now, you're going to have uh, the first event of the season. We finally threw COVID and everything uh, on April 8th. Tell our listeners about this event. I know, uh, you know, it, it, you're excited, but it's really come together. And, and, and besides the main stars, um, you and me, uh, the who else are going to be there and, uh, and, and, and how important it is to, to, uh, to start getting people organized for this year. Well, first off, as you know, you know Phyllis Schlafly with her book a "Choice Not an Echo." She she devoted so much time in discussing how uh, as, that it's really the politicians or the or the uh, uh, the, the establishment that that picked so many of our candidates that run uh, in both parties. So we only get an echo choice, but there are candidates that give us a choice. So election integrity was extremely important to her. So we're giving the first ever Phyllis Schlafly uh, Voter Integrity Award to Senator Mastriano for the hard work that he's done, the slings and arrows that he's taken for uh, conducting the audit to vote. And then the other award is going to um, to General Mike Flynn, who you and I both know you cannot find a better American, a nicer man and a great family. My God, the family is wonderful. And what these people did to this guy and right. the hardship they put him through, it, it's just unbelievable. So he's getting the first ever Phyllis Schlafly Freedom Award. And it's something that we're going to be doing, uh, Ed, we're going to be doing uh, uh, annually. And we're really excited about this. And we're, we've already sold five tables and we haven't even advertised the darn thing yet. Well, uh, and, and April so, and April 8th, uh, Stan, up in Philadelphia, it's an evening event. Um, where can people find out more? They email you directly. Is that the best thing? Is there what do you recommend? They can they can they can do that. Uh, they can do that. They can email email me at Stan Casascio, C-A-S-A-C-I-O. And hopefully you'll put that up on your website yeah. uh, also at uh, phyllisschlafly.com or According to Jordan, what we set up today is they can call uh, 314-721-1213. That's yep. uh, 
721-1213, and I'm sure you know that number. Uh-huh. And uh, they will take your information, and we will make sure you get an invite, which should be going out uh, next week. We uh, put that out, and uh, we're really excited about it because people uh, it will have an opportunity to uh, meet General Flynn, uh, to meet Doug, um, and to meet a lot of uh important people. We have some great little video clips coming up. Uh, we hope to have a couple special guests. Uh, um, maybe we can get somebody with the first name of T on there. Uh, last right. name with T. I don't know. We're working right. on it. Right. Right. Uh, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, so, um, well, we, uh, yeah, I'll make sure to get, we'll put that up on social media, get that out there. And again, uh, April 8th is the event up in Philadelphia. And, uh, again, it's a Phyllis Lab Eagles. going to be in, it's actually going to be in Green Valley uh, Country Club, and it's in Montgomery County. Therefore, you will be safer because you're in uh, <laughs> White Marsh Township, in which we do have never defunded the police in White Marsh. We got great police officers, so you'll be perfectly safe in in. Uh, at Green Valley Country Club. Actually, that's important for people to know. You're right. They've never defunded. In fact, they, they probably overfund the, the, the police uh, where Stan is. All right, Stan, we got to run. Stan Casasio, we'll have you back again. Thank you for your perspective. I'm glad you're uh, going to get uh, Pennsylvania turned in the right direction. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Ed. I'm glad you're doing good. Talk All right. To you later. Okay, we'll take, we'll take a break, everybody. Bye. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Thousands of Americans gathered on the National Mall recently for the Defeat the Mandates rally led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whose new book, The Real Anthony Fauci, has already sold more than 800,000 copies. The diverse crowd somehow got there despite airline cancellations and the fact that cities, including Washington, D.C., require proof of vaccination before customers can even be served in restaurants. The next day, Senator Ron Johnson, Republican of Wisconsin, courageously convened a panel discussion of some of the world's most highly credentialed experts on infectious disease. Entitled COVID-19, A Second Opinion, the meeting was held in the historic caucus room of the Russell Senate Office Building, whose marble columns have provided the backdrop to many famous congressional hearings. Senator Johnson's convocation may be the most important hearing in the 110 years since the Senate heard from survivors of the Titanic disaster in the very same room. Senators conducted the Titanic hearing in 1912 in order to determine why 1,500 of the Titanic's 2,200 passengers needlessly perished in that catastrophe. Among the witnesses this time was Dr. Paul Mark, a critical care doctor whose 500 peer-reviewed articles have been cited in over 48,000 other peer-reviewed publications. Referring to the 850,000 Americans who've died of COVID, Dr. Mark said bluntly, These have been unnecessary, needless deaths. Dr. Mark was highly critical of the very expensive but toxic new drug remdesivir for hospitalized COVID patients, saying this. The question is why? Why have cheap, safe, and effective drugs been ignored for the treatment of COVID-19, which could have saved maybe 500,000 lives? Dr. Mark's question remains unanswered. Senator Johnson is pivotal to the battleground state of Wisconsin, and he's running again for re-election to help the GOP retake the Senate. His Titanic-like hearings illustrate how essential it is to push back against biased and misguided public health policies. After all, science that is beyond question is not science at all, but religion. 
We need more brave Americans like Senator Johnson who are willing to stand up against the ordained priesthood of Fauci-affirming so-called science. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. You'll be glad to know the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly continues. Upheld by Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Chairman Helen Marie Taylor, Treasurer John Schlafly, a full staff in St. Louis in our nation's capital, and thousands of citizen volunteers, her eagles, across the country. You can be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Hey, uh, we got to wrap things up today, and I want to say thank you, as always, to uh, great Noah Dingley, our um, uh, great producer, and also to Joanna Spilger for producing. Hey, uh, one quick thing I want to point you to is go and find Don Critchlow. I mentioned his books earlier. Um, he is really worth reading. I encourage people to uh, track him down. He has written about six or seven books uh, on a variety of subjects, including on uh, Phyllis Schlafly, which is uh, really interesting, too. Check it out. All right, thanks, as always. We'll see you next week. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>